Welcome to Call to Action, a School Sisters of Notre Dame Central Pacific Province podcast. During the second season of Call to Action, I will be joined by my co-host, Sister Anna Marie Reha, who is currently serving on the Central Pacific Province Provincial Council. Together, we will be exploring the Shalom topic, gospel nonviolence, and just peace. Each episode, we will discuss the meaning of gospel nonviolence and just peace, along with the corporate stance, which was established by the School Sisters of Notre Dame in order to continue to pursue just peace and invite lay colleagues and friends to join them. We look forward to exploring this topic together. Welcome to Season 2 of Called to Action, a School Sisters of Notre Dame Central Pacific podcast. I am here with Sister Anna-Marie Reha, who has graciously agreed to discuss the topic for this season, Gospel Nonviolence and Just Peace. Sister Anna-Marie, welcome. Hello, Caitlin. I am so excited to be here with you for Season 2. And, and of course, I love the fact that we're focusing in on gospel nonviolence and just peace. Same. We are happy to have you with us. Um, Sister Anne-Marie, so that our audience can get to know you a little bit, could you begin with sharing some of your background? Sure, I'd be happy to do that. Um, I grew up in rural Iowa, southeast Iowa, and I entered the School Sisters of Notre Dame in the former Mankato, Minnesota province. And I've been professed for 38 years. Um, as my first ministry was as an elementary teacher in St. Paul, Minnesota. And after that, I spent 10 and a half years in Guatemala, um, primarily as a parish administrator of a priestless parish. But I also taught on weekends and uh, numerous other responsibilities. Uh, when I returned to the United States, I studied for my Master's of Divinity and went on to be a diocesan director of Hispanic ministry in the rural diocese of New Ulm, Minnesota. And for the last uh, six years, I have been on the province leadership team as a provincial counselor. So I have the same question for you, Caitlin. Could you share a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I grew up in the Midwest and the South. My dad was in the military, so we moved a little bit. Then I attended Webster University here in St. Louis and earned a Bachelor of Arts in History and Film Production. Through Webster, my passion for social justice and advocacy became kind of like a fascination. So I pursued my master's in international relations through Webster, um, through their year-long program, which was studying abroad. Um, after my travels, I actually ended up working with the Missionary Oblates in Belleville, Illinois, and I helped them raise money for their missions all over the U.S. and in Africa. That job, however, required a lot of traveling, and my husband and I were ready to have children. So I started looking for another job and found a school here in St. Louis, St. Francis Cabrini Academy. This school actually has had many changes over the years, but they had a strong history with the School Sisters of Notre Dame. So that's kind of where I first encountered the sisters. And then I wanted to transition from fundraising to communications, so I started working for SSD. My role with them offered me an opportunity to combine all of my passions, which is communications and social justice and advocacy. I've actually expanded my family to um, four little girls, my oldest being in first grade and my youngest just turning one. So it's been amazing. Thank you for asking. Well, we are so glad to have you with us in our communications department, Caitlin. Thank you. So I understand you also are very passionate about issues of justice, peace, and the integrity of creation. How did you come to that? 
Well, I, you know, I grew up in a very Catholic family, but being Catholic wasn't just about going to mass on Sunday and religious education on Wednesday. My parents really shared with us that how we acted and how we treated one another was what it meant to, to live out our faith. So my parents talked to us from a rather young age about how we were to treat others with dignity. Actually, my mom has a saying on her wall, and it's been there for as long as I can remember, that says, if you want peace, work for justice. Aren't those the words from Pope Paul VI? Yes, and uh, they have really been one of my strong moral compasses all of my life. And so I really get that honestly from my parents as they talked about issues of justice around the economy, the treatment of persons. So I felt like I grew up with issues of justice and peace my entire life. And then as a school sister of Notre Dame, um, that became even stronger. And as I shared in my at the beginning that I lived in Guatemala. So definitely my life on the missions um, really taught me a lot about justice and peace and integrity of creation. That makes sense. Is there a biblical passage that also guides you? Um, you know, it was probably in high school when I came across the words of Micah um, chapter 6, verse 8. And so it really is my favorite bi biblical verse. And it says, this is what God asks of you, only this, to act justly, to love tenderly, and to walk humbly with your God. And um, there have been songs that use that, that use those words in their settings. And but that really, that has been a pillar for me also in my life. It's beautiful. I love that it actually encompasses the the justly and the tenderly and, and humbly. I mean, all of that, I feel, can wrap up into advocacy and social justice. So how about as an SS&D? Do you have a favorite quote that speaks about justice? You know, I'm happy you asked. In our Constitution of the School Sisters of Notre Dame, and, and our Constitution is called You Are Sent, we talk and we say that we work actively to eliminate the root causes of injustice in order to realize a world of peace, justice, and love. So I guess I, I feel like um, that's part of my DNA to educate, to advocate, and to act. And, and actually, I'd say <clears throat> it really is part of the DNA of us as School Sisters of Notre Dame. This season's topic is gospel nonviolence and just peace. Was there anything that prompted the sisters to begin a study like this in particular, this particular issue? Um, you know, talking about peace isn't a new topic for us, um, but it was really revitalized due to a conference that was held in Rome in 2016. Um, the Pontifical Council for Justice and Peace and Pax Christi International hosted the conference and then they invited people from all over the world to participate to talk about gospel nonviolence and just peace. Um, we were one of the sponsors and and Sister um, Ann Schultz, one of our own school sisters of Notre Dame, she participated in the conference. At the end of the conference, the participants crafted a statement on gospel nonviolence and just peace and talked about what that means for 
us today in our world and the necessity, the urgency, really, for gospel nonviolence and just peace. And they invited organizations to sign on. Well, of course, SSND immediately did. You know, and of course, for us, signing on to a statement is not going to be enough. Remember the mantra that comes from our You Are Sent, educate, advocate, and act. So after that, after the signing of that document, we in the province formed a committee, a peace and nonviolence committee. Now, we as school sisters are great about having committees. In fact, I have to say that I have been on so many peace and justice and integrity of creation committees since I entered the school sisters back in 1979 that I can't even count them. So in the summer of 2017, uh, we invited Sister Roxanne Shares to speak to us at one of our province days on gospel nonviolence and just peace. So she is the general superior located in Rome, correct? Yes, she is. You know, she has been the director of Shalom, which is our SSD international network for justice and peace and integrity of creation. Sister Roxanne lived for many years in Africa, so she was well qualified to speak to us about living gospel nonviolence and just peace. From those days, the prayer and the reflection that we had together really invited us to delve deeper into this topic and to really look at how are we called to live this gospel nonviolence and just peace. So that gave your committee plenty to do then. You know, as good school sisters, uh, we began educating through theological reflections. And after a year of study, reflection, and prayer, um, we decided to take a corporate stance um, it wasn't because we have all the answers about, you know, fully living gospel nonviolence and just peace, but, you know, we wanted to find a way to hold ourselves accountable, not only to ourselves, but accountable in a very public way, and to also invite others to join us in talking about and learning about and committing to gospel nonviolence and just peace. So SSD has taken many stances and made statements over the years on various social justice topics, such as immigration reform, care of creation, racism. Why this one? Why a corporate stance? Well, for us, a corporate stance is a very deliberate public statement or an action on an issue and a concern that flows from our SSD commitments and from our gospel values. And so it is the result of individual and community prayer, study, reflection, and dialogue. So it's an opportunity where we all make a commitment, all of us as school sisters take a stance around a specific topic. I am intrigued by the title of the corporate stance, Gospel Nonviolence and Just Peace. Why gospel nonviolence? Um, you know, I think sometimes people will think, why, why aren't you just talking about gospel peace? But we really needs to be broken down and talking about gospel nonviolence, and just peace. You know, we are called to live the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus taught 
and practiced nonviolence. If we look at Jesus's time, you know, he lived in violent times where there was oppression, an oppressive military government, where the poor and sick were marginalized, where women had few rights, you know, especially widows, and the list goes on. Christ's message was not one of retaliation or vengeance. In this regard, he always offers a radically positive approach. You know, he unfailingly preached God's unconditional love, which is of welcome and forgiveness. You know, he taught his disciples to love their enemies, probably one of the hardest things to live out in the gospel, and to turn the other cheek, <laughs> take it one step further. You know, we, we know that when the woman was caught in adultery, he stopped her accusers from stoning her. And, and even to the night that before he died, um, he told Peter to put away the sword. So over and over again, we have examples of Jesus's love and compassion. So nonviolence for Jesus um, really is about creating a culture that accepts and embraces people as they are. You know, it's, it's cultivating attitudes of inclusion and welcoming. So we as School Sisters of Notre Dame, as Christians, you know, we locate ourselves in the gospel. And so that's when we talk about gospel nonviolence and following Jesus Christ. Definitely. So what does gospel nonviolence look like today then? Ooh, integrating gospel nonviolence um, and doing that explicitly in our everyday lives. You know, it's about cultivating our own inner peace um, by developing self-respect and the recognition of one's own dignity. So we'll just start start there, that that's part of gospel nonviolence is recognizing that and respecting the dignity of each person, you know, living and teaching love and compassion, compassion for all, it's recognizing our interconnectedness with all of creation and seeking to live in harmony with all of life, you know, reflecting this in our, our prayer and our practices and, and in our policies. So gospel nonviolence is really an action on a personal level and a societal one also. Yeah, so that personal level, developing our own sense of peace, it is on a societal level also. You know, whenever systemic or structural violence exists, we can dismantle it and replace it. And I think that's what Jesus was talking about also. It didn't speak just about that personal level, but really what happens in society. It's replacing it with a viable alternative to form infrastructure and forming a culture of nonviolence. You know, there's solutions all around, and we need to spread the word and start using them in our communities. So that really is talking about changes in policies and structures as well as changes in our own personal attitudes. All of that makes sense, but why just peace? Isn't peace, peace? Okay, Caitlin, you introduced yourself saying you're a mother of four, and I don't know about you, uh, and if you've ever said this, but I heard many times when I was a child, would you girls just be quiet and give me some peace? 
Yes, I say that at least twice a day. <laughs> okay, Caitlin has four girls, and I grew up in a family of eight girls. So, Caitlin, just multiply that. Multiply. <laughs> by two, and we can see where you'd like some peace of mind sometime. Right. You know, just being quiet doesn't bring about just peace. Only in bring about justice can we have peace. That takes us back to the words of Pope Paul VI. You are right that there are those who think that if everyone is quiet and or submissive, that there is peace. No, yeah, right. Just peace means, and this is really tough, just peace means advancing racial justice. It means welcoming everyone with dignity, teaching nonviolence in our schools and in our homes. Uh, just peace is ensuring affordable education along with housing and health care, creating community safety rooted in nonviolent responses and much more. So you're, it is not passive. It is very, very active. Okay, so what does the SSND corporate stance on gospel nonviolence and just peace actually say? I want to read the stance because I think that it speaks for itself. And so the beginning of our corporate stance says, as School Sisters of Notre Dame, committed to a more just and peaceful world, we are called to take a clear stand for creative and active nonviolence and against all forms of violence. Our commitment to just peace offers a vision and an ethic to build peace as well as prevent, defuse, and heal the damage of violent conflict. This ethic is essential in order to promote a culture of life and oneness with all creation. We recognize that peace requires justice and justice requires peacemaking. We are being called to pray, speak out, advocate, educate, and take decisive action. Thank you for reading that. I think that's fantastic for people to hear. So, but it's really packed. Is there any anything you can add to it? Oh, add to it. Well, actually, following the introduction, and that's that's the first first part of our corporate stance. And following that, um, we go on to list seven areas to which we commit. Um, so areas that talk about our own personal integration of that piece, but also a commitment to tackle areas of policy and structures. Um, we go on to talk about uh, a, a term that's brand new for many people and talk about even, is there an avenue or possibility for a just war to even to challenge that? So there are um, those seven areas that are part of the statement also. It is our hope that with this season, we cover all seven points and, and kind of expand upon them. But speaking of, can you provide an example of how you've lived it out in some small way, whether it's in your current ministry or past ministry? Oh, you know, that's a tough question. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's easier to talk about how we should or how we could live out the corporate stance. But how do I actually try doing that and have in, in the past? One area that I've been reflecting a lot on is to recognize our interconnectedness with all of creation. 
to seek to live in harmony, especially during this time of, of COVID, where we haven't been able to be out and about in the same ways in our normal lives. I have spent a lot of time walking outside. I always take my phone along with not not to listen, not to look at social media. I take it to take pictures. I have taken so many pictures during this last year and a half of God's creation and then sharing those. I I share them on my social media. I share them with our sisters, but it's a process for me to meditate, you know, to recognize that interconnectedness because if I am interconnected and I am a part of creation of all of God's wonderful creation, then I want to respect that creation. And I do not want to commit acts of violence to that creation. So I, you know, I, we're careful in our house. Um, I live with two other sisters and we're careful about recycling. We're careful about the kinds of products we buy because we know the more plastic we use, where is that going to end up? It's going to end up in our landfills. And that is an injustice to creation. We know, we know how it affects uh, all of life around us, uh, all, all of that uh, plastic and et cetera. So that's one way that I that I personally am trying to live um, out this corporate stance um, through my own daily prayer and meditation and spending time out in creation. Another way, the School Sisters of Notre Dame have what we call a voter voice, and it's a way to do advocacy. It's a way to advocate on important issues with our legislators. So with, with Congress, with the president, et cetera. So I have made deliberate choices to use the SSND voter voice. You know, so some of the actions that we've taken is, and we've responded to in letter writing, is to urge Congress to prioritize the environment and the vulnerable in the infrastructure plan. That's one of the conversations that's taking place in Congress is that infrastructure plan. So when we talk about nonviolence and just peace, it's also looking at the environment, the vulnerable around us. So to urge them to prioritize that. Um, another uh, voter voice action that we've had has been around immigration. You know, so urging Congress to create a path to citizenship for essential workers, for the DACA holders, the dreamers. That is another way for me to live out um, looking at structural change that will bring about gospel nonviolence and just peace. So those are a couple of things that I have done. I think they're inspirational, and I think that most people can easily do them. So is there any specific call to action that you might suggest for our listeners to try? Well, I do invite our listeners to go to our website and to reflect on the corporate stance. So I read the opening and I mentioned these seven points. So really go to our website and, um, no, Caitlin, you could probably do that better than I as a communicator. So how can they find the corporate stance on our website? Yeah, um, you can go to um, www.ssndcp.org and under the Get Involved tab to Advocacy. Um, you could also type in Gospel Nonviolence and Just Peace in the search box and that um, corporate stance will come up. So not only um, become familiar with the corporate stance, um, but also pray with it. Talk about gospel. It's a gospel response to let it touch your heart 
and call you to action. So on the website, you can also find a very pretty prayer. Um, any thoughts on, on how that was created and how we're sharing? Yes, it's on our website. There's a prayer that was um, written by Sister Lilia Langrick. Uh, Sister Lilia has a very, very special place in my heart. She, oh, a woman of justice and peace and integrity of creation, um, her entire life. But she's also a poet. And so she wrote poetry and prayers. We have a deep respect and love for her. And um, anyway, she wrote this, she wrote this prayer, the Peacemaker's Prayer. And um, and I'd like to like to share that prayer with you um, and, and to, to read that. And they can be found, it can be downloaded off of our website. Sister Lilia's prayer is this. And so we have prayed together. Oh creative spirit of God, come awaken our spirits to the call to be artisans of peace. Let us dream again. Let us hope again. Let us discover again courage, nonviolence, compassion. Let us discover again ways to help the oppressed, the suffering. Ways to create peace nonviolently. O creative spirit of God, strengthen our faith. Fill us with compassionate love. Make us true artisans of peace. Amen. Amen. That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you for the opportunity to talk to you about gospel, nonviolence, and just peace. It's been very fascinating, and, and I appreciate your time. I really do look forward to discovering more of these uh, topics and, and how other sisters and lay colleagues have really put this into action themselves. This is a very broad topic, I feel like, but I also feel like that each person can carry it themselves differently and can live it out differently. So I really appreciate your discussion. And um, I look forward to you joining us for some more discussions with other people during this season. So thank you. Oh, no, you're welcome, Caitlin. It's been fun to be with you and to have this sharing time together. And I, too, look forward to hearing how different sisters and our colleagues are living out this challenge of uh, the corporate stance. And next time, I'm asking you, so get ready, how are you living out this corporate stance? I know that today we only touched the surface of how to integrate gospel nonviolence and just peace into our lives. But we have to begin somewhere, and we need to continue. And every small step that we take really does touch the entire world. It's that ripple effect that takes place. So thank you again for this opportunity to share and to be a part of this podcast. Thank you for listening. To find out more about the School Sisters of Notre Dame, Central Pacific Province, visit our website at www.ssndcp.org. I hope you join us for our next conversation airing every other Wednesday. You can subscribe to our podcast through Apple Podcasts or listen on Spotify. Thank you for your support and have a wonderful day.